amazing day. We thank you for coming today. I see a lot of visitors. I believe there's some people here from Texas. Some people from Alvarado. Some people from Oakland. Amen. We have Anaheim in the house. Amen. Sister Valentina Pineda. Val. Sister Val. Amen. We have the Gonzalez family. We have my father. We have Vera. We have my mother here. Uh, but irregardless of everybody's here, I believe that God has a word for you. So what has to happen is please open your hearts and your minds. Still celebrate the reasons why you're here, but right now open up your hearts and your minds. It's a heavy message that Pastor Willie was hitting when he was asking for the offering that in, in the year 2004, life had given up on him. He was talking about himself, if you did not know. And I had met Pastor Willie before he came in to the men's home, okay? And he doesn't look polished like this. He didn't look that good back then, okay? Uh, I seen him hit a heavy bag, and I swear the ground shook. It pumped fear in me, but a good fear. But today, he's now a messenger for God. Today, he's now one of God's shiny possessions in Africa. Amen? Also, Pastor Toby, he's a graduate of the men's home. Now, he's a pastor. He's up here promoting the gospel. He's out there telling others that there's a Jesus Christ that loves them. Amen? But he wasn't always that way. He was a funky white boy. He was dirty, low down, and could not be trusted. Amen? If we can get the scripture up there, Brother Victor, what we want to look at today is one of the three parables called the lost chapter, the lost and found chapter, so to speak, in the book of Luke. And in there, we will see that either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Then we'll go to verse 9. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. Amen. 1967, Pastor Willie brought out was the beginning of Victory Outreach where Pastor Sonny opened up his home and started bringing in men into his house. Why did Pastor Sonny open his house? Why did he bring in drug addicts into his home? Where, why did Victory Outreach begin? Well, good question. Number one was Pastor Sonny at the time was a heroin addict. And at that time, junkies, that's what they called them, could not change. There was no hope for a junkie. The saying at the time was, because mm, I was a junkie. Once a junkie, always a junkie. There's no hope for a junkie. But a little preacher, uh, David Wilkerson, was able to reach him. Nicky Cruz was able to disciple him, and his life changed. The gospel changed his life. And today, Victory Outreach is all over the globe. We have... 
Africa. We have Philippines. We have many churches that came out of Hayward. Amen? But you see, Pastor Sonny, when he got saved, he was lost before that. And he also believed that he was a junkie. He also believed that he was a dopey. He also believed that there was no hope. If you talk to him or read his books, you'll see when they were trying to reach him with the gospel, he couldn't believe it. He had lost hope in himself. Not only did the world toss him aside, not only did people believe he couldn't change, but he started not believing in himself also. But then he started believing, and then when, he, when the gospel changed his life, he knew that there's other lost people out there just like himself. And so the value of people like him was really important. He started understanding the whole purpose of the life of Jesus Christ was for others. We sing that song, Amazing Grace. I was once lost, now I'm found. That's the grace of God. We don't deserve nothing, but yet he gives us his best. All right? We got a bus. We got this building. We're on the move. Victory Outreach, if you're visiting, uh, we've been moving around. Actually, I guess that's the kind of church we really are. We've been moving around since the beginning of Victory Outreach Hayward. And recently we've been moving. But you know what? The moves are keeping, uh, the, the, the caliber of our places are increasing. We were at Mission Paradise, a beautiful Paradise Hall. But we could only seat so many. And then the doors opened up here. Now we have a lot of opportunities for a lot more evangelism and working on people. And then we got a bus. It's a beautiful bus, but on it it has stickers. And they have to come off because they're not our name. We don't want to really drive down the street with other church names on our bus, you see. We're not promoting Victory Outreach, but yes, we are. Okay? First and foremost, don't, you know, God is the only person that could save anybody, not a church. Ain't nobody, no honey, no job, money, car, vehicle could save anybody but God. But we are all called to reach the lost. Every person that is a Christian is to reach the lost. And Victory Outreach has a special calling. And what we do is we go into the inner city where we could find more Pastor Willis. Huh? More Chris Peñas. Amen? And more people like us. You know, when we clean the bus out, getting it prepared, because we have to take the stickers off and perhaps paint it. Uh, I was pretty proud of the bus. Pastor Stevan walked in and he asked if we clean it yet. <laughs> I thought we had already. But, you know, we have great pastors here that they're not just going to be all right with all right. You see, nobody here was created just to be all right. Everybody was created here for a great purpose. Everybody here was created with a great plan in mind. You weren't created just to perhaps get off of drugs and then live a eight to five life. You see, God has a special plan for each one of you when he created you. Way before you exited your mother's womb, there's a great plan for your life. And God wants you to know this today. Being a mother perhaps is a great, 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 great task. 
probably greater than building the new bridges they have out today. Those bridges, they, they give you a great sense of accomplishment if you're the, the developer of that. But raising a child is far greater than that. Now, raising somebody up to be a Christian and find their place, their proper place in the house of God is even far greater. You're not here just to be anybody else. So we started searching or cleaning the bus again. And all of a sudden, they started bringing me coins. <laughs> coins that were stuck on the floor. Coins that were stuck in the coffee, where you put the coffee cup at. And some weren't probably lost that long. And then there were some that were lost a long time. You can tell the difference. Some probably just a little rubbing and, and polishing. It'd be back like new. And others probably would require a Dremel and some polishing agents and, and a lot of time. Just like a lot of us, amen? So we've all found coins or we've lost coins or things like that. And some of them are valuable and others we would just shrug off that they have no value. Okay? But why did this lady search for this coin? There was 10 coins, and she searched for the one she lost. It's only a coin. Okay, it's only a coin. When, when a girl got married back then, if you remember some of us, when Shane Willard came, he explained the process of wedding proposals and the ceremonies back then. If a guy liked a girl, he would go to his dad and he'd say, hey, pop some. This girl's pretty hot, and I want to hook up with her. <laughs> but you got to go rap to her dad for me, will you, and pound out a deal. <laughs> hey, Dad, I like her, so it's going to be cheap. <laughs> so he has the father would go talk to the other father, and they'd arrange a deal on how much to pay. You see, there was a price to pay for the bride to be. And, you know, perhaps the girl's father, like, well, no, 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 this girl's precious. You're not going to get her that cheap. Add another sheep. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so they work out a deal for the daughter. A price has to be paid. Then they go through different processes of this deal. And they pound out agreements, vows, so to speak, where they promise to do this and promise to do that. And we learned all that. And then the husband-to-be would go and he'd put a cup of wine in front of her. And they wouldn't have to drink from this cup. Amen? And then he would go. That meant it solidified. He would go to by his father's house and prepare a place for his bride. Amen? Now, when he went off to prepare the place for his bride, the bride-to-be's father... He built her a headdress or uh, they would wear it around the neck and it would be full of coins strung from one to another. And that was a dowry. That was a dowry. Okay. And so there's only 10 coins. That meant that her dad wasn't uh, CEO of Xerox or, you know, he wasn't the creator of Windows 7 or 8 or whatever. He pretty much had a peasant's income. Nevertheless, he was trying to prepare for his daughter the best he can. And that headdress had a lot of significance. Today we wear 
I'll probably get one in a, in a couple of weeks on New Year's. I'm renewing my vows. It's like a wedding ring. What does a wedding ring say? What does a wedding ring say? It says, I'm married. It means that I am married. It means hands off. It means I'm committed. Okay? It means I'm faithful. That wedding ring comes off, it might say something else. But we keep our wedding ring on. And that headdress said the same thing. It says, I'm married. Okay? It was identity to the married woman. Amen? It also showed that she had independence. The headdress said that I don't need no other source to take care of me. Whatever happens in my life, I have the means to make it. It means that her dad has supplied. And if she had to, her dad will continue to supply. The bride's father will supply. Then it had one more meaning. Each place where the father put the coins, if one was to be lost, there was an empty spot. You see, every coin has a special spot on the headdress. Every coin, it can't, when she finds it, she can't just put it in her pocket. When she finds a coin, she can't just put it in the drawer. It's found. It's found, but in the drawer or in her pocket, it isn't in its proper place. We all got a special calling on our life. We all got a special place in the house of God. Okay? Now, there's a lot of theologians and different people that will try to break this scripture, uh, uh, divide it a whole bunch of different ways. But we also learn that you have to understand the historical curve. In other words, what brought about Jesus telling this story? In verses 1 and 2, you'll see that the Pharisees and the publicans were... were kind of trying to set Jesus up. They were trying to trap him and saying that he was out eating with sinners. He was there with the tax collectors and tax collectors were the worst of the worst. They were Jews working for the Romans. They were taxing and giving the Romans money and they got paid a little bit yet most of them were rich. How were they rich? Well, they were charging a lot more and pocketing the difference. They were robbing their own people. And so these were the worst of sinners. And this is who Jesus was with. Amen? Jesus, to me, was with the dirty coins. Huh? Jesus, to me, was with the ones that need a lot of polish. Huh? Jesus, to me, said, man, not only do I want you found, but I want to get a Dremel on your life. I want to get some polishing agents on your life. I want to polish you 12 and send you to the world. I want to put you on the headdress as my bride's telling the world that you're married to me. And telling the world that not only were you found and put in the pocket, but you have a proper place in your life. That you have a special calling in your life. Now, what does it mean when a coin isn't in his place? The wife, then and still today in Palestine areas, they still wear these things. And it still represents pretty much the same. But in the time of Jesus Christ, if a woman was unfaithful, the bride was unfaithful, the husband would take one of the coins off. 
When the coin wasn't there, it signified that she was unfaithful. And she didn't want to go out in public with that telling the world that she's unfaithful. You see? As long as a coin is lost, church, it's our responsibility to find them. It's our responsibility to get them. You see? Because there's still empty spots in our headdress, church. I know that's not what this means. Okay? I'm allegorizing with imagination. Okay? This really isn't what it means. It just means a regular woman. He was just telling the Pharisees. He was trying to compare their greed to the love he has. He was trying to tell them about their selfishness, but to how he cares for everybody. To them, a sinner was nothing. To them, a tax collector was nothing. They pushed them to the outskirts. But Jesus Christ was trying to show them, you know what? That's not who I am. I care for everybody. I love for everybody. I don't care how bad they sin. I don't care how bad the world looks like. I don't care if you push them aside. I want them back. They have a place where they belong on my headdress. Amen. Holy shimogi. A lot of blank pages. Might have to just toss these aside. Amen. Are we getting anything? Are we getting anything? All right. So the headdress means a whole lot. You see, each parable in those three, you had first the sheep, the lost sheep, when the shepherd lost one of a hundred. And this one, it talks about one out of ten. The parable son, uh, uh, the, 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 the prodigal son was one out of two. Amen? But this one was put in the middle. This is the only parable of the three that's not alive. It's an object. The sheep, they get lost. Okay? The son is greed. But the coin was lost because of what? Okay? Because of what? This parable, let's look at her. A lot of them will say this. If I can go ahead and be a little bit uh, open with you. The sheep, some will say, will represent Jesus Christ. And then some will say that the parable of the lady here will represent the Holy Spirit. Then the parable of the lost son will be the Father God. There's a trinity. That's also imaginative allegorization. That means that might not be exactly what it means. But here, let's look at the bride of Christ as the church. Let's look at the responsibility that you and I have as Christians. You see... The thing is, is if something's lost, whose responsibility is it to have that? It's the bride's. The bride, she's the one that lost it. Or she's the one that has to find it. And she's the one that has to put it in a spot. Now you'll know why she looked pretty frantically. It says that she grabbed a light and she got a broom and she started dusting. You see, a lot of times we'll lose a coin and it's just a coin, it's nothing. But this lady was looking and she's got the light because she was the peasant. And, and in those places, they didn't have windows in the, in the dwelling that had straw and it had dirt. And so she started looking for this coin. 
okay? And she looked frantically. Why? Because that was her responsibility. Because that headdress, that headdress is a message to the world. You and I are a message to the world. When you and I are lost, but when we get found, and when we get polished up, and when we get put in our proper positions, guess what the world knows? Guess what the world knows? You see, Pastor Esteban said that you don't have to see a leg grow. You don't have to see uh, somebody healed, and God does that. But God's alive. God saves people that are junkies. God saves people that are drug addicts. God. God still is alive and in the miracle business today. God is still getting people. He's still polishing them up. He's still putting them in pastoral positions. He's still sending them around the world. Victory Outreach is an agent. We find these dirty coins. We help polish them. We send them out, man. We get them back to their plan. We find who they really are. Somebody told me that if you speak and if it doesn't put a great challenge, then it wasn't really nothing. And that is a great challenge. But I don't have to do nothing. The word challenges you. Are you where you belong today? Are you still lost? Are you found? Are you polished? Are you where you belong in the headdress of Jesus Christ? The bride of Christ. Where are you? Wherever you're at, my friend, Jesus Christ loves you. Wherever you're at, Jesus Christ wants to find you. This whole parable is to tell you how much he loves you, how much you mean to him. You see, when a coin is lost, when a coin is lost, when you find a coin, anybody here find a coin? Anybody have coins? Ushers, grab them, bring them here. Just, <laughs> just kidding. It don't lose its value. Okay, I seen this in the movie, I Can Do Battle By Myself. Marvin Winings was preaching, I really liked it. But he said when a coin's lost, it doesn't lose its value. It just loses his usefulness. You see, God has a plan for each one of you. God has a purpose for each one of you. And that purpose is just like the headdress here, this lady, or this woman, is to tell the world something. Tell the world that she's married to a good guy, okay? That she's faithful to him, that she's not stepping out on other things. He satisfies her, you see? It also says that she has a good father that has provided for her and that, you know what, he'll continue providing for her. Okay, it tells, the tr it tells the world, it gives the world hope. It gives the world hope. Look, look, at today marriage isn't too hopeful. Okay, the church might not be sending the right message. Why? Well, because prob probably or possibly do you think it might be that perhaps we're not allowing ourselves to take our proper positions in the headdress of Jesus Christ. Amen? So my question to you is, where are you at? Today, you need it, okay. <clears throat> the men's home. This might be a recovery message, you might think. The word isn't just for one group. The word is seed being sown. Pastor Willie was 
hitting on that. And seed is for everybody. Okay, the sower is Jesus Christ. The, 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 the plot that he sows is the world. And the whole purpose of the sower is to produce. Okay, to bring in a harvest. And the whole thing here is this word isn't just for the recovery home. Today we got to see five men. Five men. Five men that the world has discarded as worthless. But when a coin is lost, it's not, it doesn't lose its worth. Go ahead and find a coin and tell me if you can't go spend it. It's still got its value. It hasn't lost its value. You see, it just wasn't being able to be used at that time for what it was meant to be. You can't spend a lost coin. But once you find it, you could spend it. These men have the same value. You have the same value as the day that Jesus Christ created you. And the purpose for your life is still the same. That never goes void. God has a great purpose for you. You're going to see these men rise up. You're going to see these men find their positions in the headdress of Jesus Christ. You're going to see these men, they're, they're pretty shiny now, amen? But they're going to go to another phase and get a little more polished first, okay? I mean, they look sharp now. But we're going to take them to the final phase of the polishing. And then they're going to get put in their proper places. But until then, you're going to see them a lot more. And don't get discouraged that perhaps you might be getting passed up. I need to challenge you, church. This challenge is for me and it's for you. We need to find our proper places in the house of God. Okay? We have to see where God wants us to be and allow him to find us polish us, and put us where we belong. Amen? I got to go the other night, and, and uh, we fellowshiped there, and, and Pastor Willie, a good friend of mine, right here, and I've known him since day one. He came into men's home and, and, and that, and I've seen him talking to multi-regional pastors, okay? That's like bishop of bishops, Amen? And they were talking, and they have favor for him. I was seeing him in his proper position. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. He's right there, wow, in the headdress of God where he belongs. Huh? Right there where the world can see that he ain't lost no value. He's got great value. He's being sending a message to others that you can be found also. You can get polished also, and you can get placed right here. Amen? So when the woman found that coin, she retrieved it and restored it to its proper place. Just as that coin could not find itself out of darkness. Can I get a drink of water? scary up here and the lights are on. Consolation <laughs> is how good you look. You still with me? Are you being challenged? I'm not here to beat nobody up. But if you're here, God's calling you. 
If you're here, God wants you to do something. Not your plan, what he created you for. Amen. The woman found the coin. She restored it to its proper place. Just as that coin could not lift itself out of darkness, the dirt and the disuse it was in, neither can a lost man find himself. But when God or the Lord comes to the lost sinner, he frees him. He frees him from darkness. Then he starts the polishing process. He redeems him from being disused. This was a cause. This is why the woman went and got her friends and neighbors to rejoice. In that neighborhood of the peasants, there wasn't a whole lot, but you know what? The women, the news traveled fast. Not like here, right? The women talked a lot and it got around. But they knew the value of that coin and they knew exactly how she felt. And so they came and they rejoiced with her. We need to rejoice when a, a, a sinner is found. We need to praise God when somebody is saved, when somebody gets cleaned up, when somebody gets polished, when somebody gets used for God. We're going into the LTA. We're going into the Garden District. For those of you that are visiting, what is the LTA? What is the Garden District? Well, over here is pretty much the worst neighborhoods in Hayward right now. That's pretty much, you see, the cities have a, a policy, and I hope I don't get in trouble for this. You see, but they do like progressive programs where they build and clean up cities and then they push people out of the way. They push people to the side just like they did in Jesus' time, okay? The center of the city in Jesus' time is where the synagogue was and where, where the Pharisees lived and they pushed to the outskirt all these people. But when Jesus Christ came, who did he go kick it with? Who did he go spend time with? He went, he went and spent time with those that were pushed to the outskirts. So guess what Victory Outreach does? We go to the garden. We go to LTA. We go and we take the gospel to them. You see, the city says those are just lost coins. They have no value. Let's push them over here. But we know because Jesus Christ has shown us, just like he showed Sonny Arganzoni in 1967, that there's value in an individual. There's value in a person. Don't give up. You might have a family member today that you have given up on. They still have value. They're just useless. They just got to get found and put in the proper place. They still have a great purpose in their life, amen? They still have a great purpose. They still have everything that God gave them in the beginning, amen? Get a couple guys here. We'll move this pulpit, please. A couple of men's home if we can. God's interested in what, are, what other people think is worthless. What the natural, greedy, selfish think is worthless, God is interested in. He doesn't care if you think you're worthless. He believes you're worth 
He knows you have value. You might have given up on somebody or yourself, but God hasn't. Matter of fact, he's searching for you. He needs us, church, to go out and search for them. He needs to use us as the light. He needs to use us as the broom to go and sweep in the straw and dirty areas to bring them in. Then when they come in, they're found. But they're not ready to be put where they belong. There's, so to speak, the Bible talks about as strongholds and such. And we'll call those bondages. We'll call those chains. You see, even though the battle has been won for us, even though that the devil no longer has us in captive and we've been set free, we have a way of thinking. We have a way of thinking that becomes habitual, so to speak. We all know the story of the elephant. Okay, when it's a little baby elephant, they put a stick and, and they put it in the ground with a little chain. And when the elephant tries to get away, it can't. That chain holds them. Then as the elephant grows up, guess what? The elephant still thinks it can't get away, but it could pull that chain out, no problem. It could still pull that chain out, no problem. Now, the elephant's a lot stronger. When we get found, we still think these chains are on our lives. We still think that we're in bondage, and we still think that we can't get away from certain ways we think. We still think that we can't get away from different patterns and habits that we have. You see? And so we give our lives to God, and he has certain people there working for him, people that are in their places, and they help you go through the process, so to speak, of breaking these chains in your mind. They've been broken already when you got saved. Actually, they've been broken a long time ago. Jesus Christ has freed you a long time ago. But we got to see it. We got to believe it. We got to allow our thinking to be changed. We got to allow our hearts to be changed. We got to allow the process of being polished be changed in our lives. Are you in the polishing error? Are you still lost? You could be lost and in the church. You could be lost in the church. That lady lost that coin in her own house. Huh? God wants to find you. Amen? God wants to find you. Or you might be where he's breaking chains. And with that, we'll start. Amen?